This one goes out to the conscious entrepreneurs here to make a difference in a big way. Welcome to the Heart, Soul, and Guts podcast. You've got the vision. You've heard the call. The world needs what you have to give, and you're ready to show up. Exactly how that's going to happen, that part's not so clear. Dreaming it and living it, two very different things. Deep breath, sister, you're in the right place. Amy Biondini is crazy about people and about business, and she's here to help you. It's time to get out of stuck and into action aligned with your soul. Are you ready? Here's Amy. Gabrielle Bogan is a lifestyle designer and business coach, and she supports women solopreneurs in creating more time to fully live out their dream lifestyles and businesses. After dealing with years of people pleasing and addiction, she was able to give her life a 180 and create a lifestyle based on her own dreams and desires. Gabby is super passionate about helping other women realize that they have the power within themselves to live whatever life they choose, no matter what their past or present looks like. Hello, Gabby. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm really excited. I'm excited too. Well, let's dive in. And why don't you give me the Cliff Notes version of your life story? What are the highlights? Sure. Sure. So basically, about eight years ago, I was in college and I kind of found myself in a slew of negative behaviors. I had quite a few addictions to drugs, spending money, you name it, (laughs) and kind of hit rock bottom. This was going on for about two years. And I hit rock bottom and realized that my life wasn't going anywhere unless I made changes in my life. Mm -hmm. So I actually one day just decided that I'm going to quit doing drugs cold turkey. I didn't even really seek any professional help because I knew I wanted a change for myself and I knew anything that I set my mind to, I could do. So that's kind of what got me started in coaching because I really believe I was given a second chance in life, not only for myself, but to really show other women that they can create any life they want. And it doesn't matter what their past circumstances look look like or even their present circumstances. So I guess that's a little bit of my background. But now I am working as a business coach for women solopreneurs and kind of using that same message, just showing them that You can have whatever life you want. You can have whatever business you want. All you have to do is know what it is that you want and be willing to take those baby steps towards that ultimate vision. Amazing. I think sometimes knowing what we want is half the battle. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. (laughs) I agree. So have you always been kind of entrepreneurially minded? Have you always wanted to own your own business? I have, yeah. I think, honestly, when I was 12 years old, I decided I was going to work for myself. The idea or the vision of how that looked was really different because I thought I wanted to be like an architect or something like that. But I always knew I wanted to be my own boss because I just want to make my own rules and kind of work in the way that best fits me. I can so relate. I think I was 13, so I, I totally <laughs> get that. I totally get that. <laughs> Absolutely. So you're saying you started out in coaching and now you're kind of moving into business coaching. Mm-hmm. When did you kind of hit on that it was women you wanted to serve and kind of find your, how did you find your niche? Well, actually, I started virtual assisting about six months ago, so last June in 2015. And 
it's funny because originally I thought I wanted to work with college students because I felt like that was the time in my life where I really just messed up. And I mean, that's a future goal of mine still. But as I was working with all of these women entrepreneurs, I just realized, you know what? I have so much more to give this audience than I'm already giving. Like, I just felt like, I mean, assisting them was great, but I really had like knowledge that I felt I needed to share with them. And that's kind of how I discovered that women solopreneurs would be a good fit for me. Wonderful. And when did you know that you'd found something that you both enjoyed, but that could also be a financially viable business? I think, honestly, that hasn't happened to like recently because I think the virtual assisting was kind of like my bread and butter and like my way out of my nine to five job. And honestly, even today, I was thinking I've had a lot of shifts in my business. So quite frankly, a lot of my virtual assisting clients are deciding to go in a different direction or aren't renewing their contract, which... I've actually been happy about because I'm like, you know what, this is the right time for me to start coaching. And I'm just excited for the journey to see how I can help these women in starting their businesses and gaining the financial and the financial and the well-being, financial satisfaction, I should say, and well-being that they truly desire. Such a beautiful goal. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think the biggest learning curve was for you as you kind of you shifted from your nine to five into owning and running your own business? Because it's quite a mindset shift. Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because it's taken me so long to snap out of that employee mindset. So it's taken me a while to realize like I'm my business's biggest asset and Instead of treating myself like that, I was treating myself like a corporate boss would treat their employee. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that's been my biggest challenge. And I think what's starting to work through that mindset is just setting time aside for like self-care and really feeling into what lights me up and not just like doing things because everyone else is doing them. Beautiful. How do you think self-care and success are related? Well, I know in my personal experience that if I feel like overwhelmed or tired or anything like that, that I'm not working at my best. So I'm really trying to incorporate some time in each day. And I mean, that's the thing, like it doesn't have to be a long amount of time. I don't think like just 30 minutes each day, I think will allow me to stay on top of my game. And that's really what self-care does is help you stay focused and productive absolutely i think sometimes in running our own businesses this idea of taking time for ourselves can be kind of quite a hard shift to make yeah absolutely i think so and i mean i think just as women it's a hard shift for us to make because we're so concerned about helping other people it is true (laughs) (laughs) but i love what you said about us being our business's principal asset because you're right you know our businesses do rest on us and we need to be properly replenished and refreshed to kind of go out and be our best selves in our business and serve talk to me a little bit about mindset and running your own business like being a boss being the boss Hmm. yeah that's actually mindset is something that i'm i don't know if struggling is the right word i'm kind of struggling with it though because there's so many different pieces to mindset that you kind of have to work through and overcome as a boss of your own business. So like there's the money mindset, there's the time mindset. It's been a little bit difficult for me because 
some days I'm like, oh my gosh, like how am I going to pay my bills? And then the next day I'm like, I just need to focus on taking the action and then everything will work out. And I know that being in a positive mindset will yield the results that I'm looking for. But sometimes when you don't have like any backup income coming in, you're kind of like freaking out, like thinking, oh my gosh, how is this going to all fit together? But I think, like I said, I think having a positive mindset is a great way to run your business. And just knowing that if you put those inspired actions in place each day, that everything will happen the way it's supposed to. How do you maintain a positive mindset when things kind of are so changeable, I guess is a word? Because you're right, when you know, when you don't have a backup income, it can be a scary place to be. Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple things I've been trying to implement into a morning routine for myself. And those range from like journaling about maybe some things that are coming up in my mind that may be negative. And journaling just really helps me kind of cleanse my brain of those thoughts. I also watch EFT videos on YouTube, Mm -hmm. which really help me. I don't know what it is about those videos, but they just really help me get into a better mindset. And I really feel cleared of all the negative energy that I had going into those videos. And then just listening to meditations and stuff like that. Abraham Hicks has some really good abundance meditations and things like that. I'll just have a look at those and make sure they're in the, uh, the show notes links. Oh, yeah. Definitely. In that mindset piece, and you're right, there is so much in there because there's the time, there's the money. I think there's also kind of the marketing and making the sale. Mm-hmm. So kind of what are your thoughts on how in such a busy, crazy busy world we can go out there and kind of get our messages heard in a way that still feels good to us? Well, I'm big on authenticity and just speaking from your authentic voice. Something I've been doing is reaching out on Facebook, posting in different Facebook groups has been big for me. It's been a way just to kind of get that conversation started with people that I wouldn't have interacted with before. But it's funny that you asked me that question because I just had a conversation the other day with a fellow coach and she was saying how she has a very direct approach to her sales. And I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with being a little direct. So she'll actually like directly message people that she wants to work with. And that's something that I'm considering doing myself because I think as coaches, we sometimes get so afraid of being too forward or too salesy, but I think there's nothing wrong with reaching out to people that you kind of feel called to work with. It's kind of in my mind, it's just like almost like reverse engineered approach. So instead of them reaching out to you saying they'd love to work with you, you're reaching out to them saying, you know what, like, I really feel called to work with you. I think we could really help each other. And you're kind of starting that relationship in a way that is a little bit quicker than just waiting for them to reach out to you on Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit more proactive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. I think that's a good idea. And I think you're right. As coaches and kind of solopreneurs, we can get really caught up in this idea of almost being too nice and wanting to wait for people to come to us. And they may mm-hmm. not know we're there yet. Because, you know, Facebook particularly is just so busy that I think sometimes oh, yeah. if, you're, if you reach out to someone, I mean, the worst they can do is say no. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I don't think no is a bad thing because it really just weeds out the people that you're supposed to be working with. That's a really good way of looking at it. Because <laughs> I think there's a lot of fear around being rejected and hearing the no. 
Mm-hmm. But I think if you see it in that way that it's just weeding out people you're not meant to work with, then it's not so scary because it's just part of the parcel. Well, you didn't, you weren't a good fit anyway. Exactly. I love exactly. that. I love that. I've <laughs> never heard it said like that before, and I love that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so cool. When you were just kind of getting started in your business, so I'm going to track back a little bit. Sure. What would you say, kind of, some of the early challenges? I think like managing my time was a big roadblock for me, Okay. which is funny because that's like kind of the focus of my business now is helping women solopreneurs create the time to start their businesses. But it's something I've overcome and have been able to kind of find a schedule that works better for me. I mean, I think also finding a balance between taking action and planning was a huge obstacle for me because I've always been... I've either been like a huge procrastinator or I was just taking action without thinking about any of the steps that were involved in taking that action, which can be good sometimes because I really didn't have any fear involved with it. But I quickly realized that sometimes just putting yourself out there without any plan behind it is not really effective. (laughs) How did you learn to find that balance? Just kind of like playing around with different ways of planning. Again, it kind of goes in with the time management piece because my mind was just focused on so many different things. I was getting really clouded with all those different things. My mind was getting really clouded. And I think just learning to focus on like instead of thinking, oh, my gosh, I need to launch all my program ideas within the next three months. I started thinking in smaller numbers, thinking, you know what, I'm going to focus on one to two things for the next three months, launch those, see how those go, make tweaks to those if I have to, and then move forward. Because one, that's the only way you're going to learn what's working in your business. And two, it's a way to kind of get less confused and more focused on what you want to do. Okay. So in terms of if we wanted to take a tip away from that, would you say it's actually almost narrowing your focus to focus on one or two things? And really just throwing your attention behind those and then adding in more later down the line. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. And I wanted to add one more thing to that because something I talk with clients a lot about is the fact that coaching or whatever your line of business is, is it's supposed to be what we do for the rest of our lives. And we have our whole life to carry out the ideas we have in our mind. So as long as we keep like maybe a list or something of the ideas that we want to carry out, I think it's totally okay just to focus on one or two things at a time. So the question becomes, is how do you know what to focus on? (laughs) That is a good question. So I guess I can give you a personal example. So for me, I'm actually expecting a baby in March. So that kind of forced me to think in a different way than I would have before, kind of in terms of, what do I want my business to look like when the baby is here? Mm-hmm. So I took that situation and I'm like, you know what? I want to maybe have my business more automated than it is right now. And instead of working with virtual assistant clients, work with coaching clients so I can kind of better dictate my schedule. So I think you really just have to think about what you want your life to look like. Because I think different things like different packages and services can yield different results in what you want your life to look like so true so true well as you just shared with us it will be a mum very soon yes, <laughs> yes. how do you balance being you know a boss preparing for a big life change and just balancing you know being a boss <laughs> and being a partner and a parent to be in all the other hats you wear as well quite frankly that's something i'm still navigating <laughs> again i think it's just really thinking about what you desire your life to look like so for me like 
my desire is to be fully present in my son's life for the like the first three months and also being able to take care of myself and be a partner to my boyfriend. So really just kind of, I think automating my business is going to help a lot. And to me, I'm still figuring out what that looks like, whether it's hiring my own virtual assistant or just finding ways to outsource certain tasks that maybe won't get the time they typically require. I'm just like looking for ways to add support into my life because we're only one person, so we can't do every. I mean, we can do everything, but we can't do everything. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, we have this this uh, man idea that we can do absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. We have to do absolutely everything. I think it can be very hard for us to ask absolutely. for what we need and to re- receive that support. And yeah, that's something I'm learning how to do myself. So yeah, it's definitely not an easy thing to do. But I think in life's life changing situations, or even in everyday life, if we find something to be too overwhelming for us, or whatever the case may be, it's crucial to call in that support that you need definitely i think it's hard though when you're just getting started started in your business because i think there's this idea that you should be able to do everything and then actually as you said asking for help and calling in that support that's almost another piece of the mindset puzzle yeah you're right i mean i guess i never considered that but yeah it definitely definitely is and i think maybe a different way to look at it is thinking about calling in that support as like an investment in your business and yourself Because, I mean, your business starts at a certain point, and then unless you invest in that business, no matter what that looks like, it's not really going to grow. So I think if we look at asking for support as maybe like outsourcing or investing and freeing up our time to do what we love in our business and life, then it's kind of a different story. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you enjoy running your own business? I do, yes, absolutely. (laughs) How does it feel different to kind of being the boss at the... Being nine to five. There's a lot of differences. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, I get to decide what I want to do every day. I don't have to ask for approval for vacations or even just to go to the doctors. I can just go, come and go as I please. I think like that part of it is awesome. And I can work from wherever I want as long as there's Wi-Fi and stuff like that. I think the only thing I've noticed that is actually a downside is there's less accountability in working for yourself. So you really have to, you have to be conscious of what you want to get done and like ask for that support. Definitely. Whether it's in maybe your partner or maybe you have a friend that is also working for themselves or a business coach, getting that accountability for what you want to do is huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. That's probably another obstacle I've had is just holding myself accountable because sometimes it's been hard just being pregnant too and not knowing like when I should stop with things, feeling guilty about taking naps and stuff like that. So yeah, I think having an accountability partner or coach is huge. And I think it's also, I think it can be really tricky as an entrepreneur to have those clearly defined boundaries as to when work starts and stops. Because in one sense, if you're in the nine to five, at least the boundaries are clear. Whereas if you're working for yourself, well, you could work as much as you want to. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which can be quite seductive sometimes. Yeah, boundary setting is huge. And just figuring out what, where you value your time is important too. If you could go back to kind of your first few months in business, what advice would you give yourself? I would tell myself to have a better plan before I quit my nine to five job and go into business. Okay. By plan, I think I mean like a financial plan. 
Okay. Maybe have like some money saved up so I can really just focus on getting my business off the ground instead of having to worry about how I'm going to pay my bills. I think that's probably the only thing I would do differently. It's kind of a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> I mean, I've been okay. Like, I don't know. The universe has really had my back in that respect. And I think where my business is going is exactly where I want it to go. But mm-hmm. I think having that plan in place maybe would have sped things up a little bit. I completely hear that. And I think at the same time, things happen as they're meant to. I agree. I mean, I think, like I said, I've had clients kind of like my virtual assistant clients kind of not continuing their work with me. And I think normally we'd be like freaked out about that, but I'm actually excited about it. I'm like, this just means there's so much space opening up for what I actually want to do. Yeah, it sounds like that part of your journey is coming to a close and there's a brand new chapter opening. Yeah, it's exciting. It is. And it works really nicely in terms of the timing of the baby as well, because you'll have a life, that is the lifestyle you want, and you can bring him straight into that into that world. Yeah. Also. Yeah, it's funny you say that, because something I've really been stressing out about, and I don't know why we stress ourselves out when all we have to do is create the intention of the life we want, and then kind of let go a little bit. And I mean, obviously, we have to take action, but worrying doesn't have to be one of those actions, because it's going to happen <laughs> If you do those things, it's going to happen, regardless. I think you're right. And I think it's really tough not to worry. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Tell <laughs> me yeah. a little bit about your process in terms of calling something in. So you mentioned kind of setting an intention and then letting it go. What does that look like? So for me, I guess it's kind of... Well, you know what? I actually do these emails. So I created an email account. Mm-hmm. called the best universe ever at gmail.com. <laughs> and for a while I was doing really good with them. So I would email the universe essentially every day and kind of just say like, thank you so much for blah, blah, blah. So like whatever intention mm-hmm. I was trying to create. So thank you so much for the thousand dollars you gave me or whatever my intention was. So kind of providing gratitude for the things that I wanted, but acting as if I already received them. And then I would just send those emails off. The letting go part hasn't always been easy for me because that's something I struggle with is letting go. But then just kind of like focusing on other things or writing out a couple like baby steps that I could take towards manifesting that goal. Not really thinking about how it's going to happen, but really focusing on what I can do right now to kind of conspire with the universe to show that I really want this to happen. If someone's got a new to manifesting, what's a, a good baby step for them to start with? I'd probably start with like a small item or a small intention. So like if you're taking a plane, like maybe you can kind of ask the universe or thank the universe for the comfy seat you got on the plane or not having anyone next to you, something like that. Or if you want, they always say like, to start with like a free coffee. So if you were going to go to the coffee shop, just saying thank you so much for the free coffee and then kind of letting go of the intention and just seeing what happens and having faith and trusting in the universe and hoping that it will provide you with what you're seeking. So the question that I just have to ask is what happens if you don't get what you set your intention for? So that's something I've actually been personally struggling with. It's so funny, like, The universe has showed me time and time again that it's there for me and that it's providing me exactly what I ask it for. So I think during the times that I don't get what I ask for, Mm -hmm. I really kind of just look at myself and I'm like, what vibration am I 
sending out or what frequency am, am I sending out to the universe right now? Like, am I in a positive mindset or a negative mindset? Am I being really like desperate about this goal or intention that I'm asking for? So I think those things, like you really want to just look at yourself and kind of think like, could I be a little bit more positive about this situation? Am I acting as if I already have what I desire? Because those feelings that you have when you act as if you already have something that you want are really what will bring you to that higher vibration. So kind of almost acting as if, so just imagining you've already got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And being grateful for the things you already have. That's important too. So you've mentioned kind of vibrations a couple of times. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that really kind of about feeling like angry versus feeling love and that kind of thing? Or what are, what are vibrations if someone's new to this world? To me, it's just kind of like, like positive mindset versus negative mindset. So okay. if you're feeling good, you're most likely going to be coming from a positive mindset. But if you're feeling bad, you're going to be coming from a negative mindset. So I think it's kind of important to be coming from a positive place when you're manifesting things because that higher vibration will attract what you want. And we always attract what we're thinking. So if you're thinking from a bad place, you're going to attract bad things. That's actually quite terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) It is, but it also proves that we have control kind of over what we want our lives to look like. I have a great example, actually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So sometimes with my partner, I will, it's so weird, like, he won't even say anything negative, but in my mind, I'll be like, oh my gosh, like, he's going to say something negative, I just know it, like, he's going to come in and criticize me about something, and then, like, five minutes later, he'll he'll do that, and, I mean, we're kind of both big on, like, the law of attraction and manifesting and stuff like that, and whenever I express that to him, I'll say, like, I knew you were going to say that or I knew you were going to say something critical. And he'll be like, well, that's what you're manifesting. And it's so true because I'm already acting as if something bad is going to happen. And then it does happen (laughs) because I'm acting as if it's going to happen. I get that. But how do you stop yourself? Well, that's, like, definitely a work in progress. I think staying present is really the key with kind of figuring out that out because if you're conscious in your actions and your thoughts and you're really in the moment kind of knowing what you're thinking about the minute you think of something negative you can kind of just dismiss it almost and say you know what that's not true for me I'm gonna think a positive thought okay that makes sense do you use mantras or quotes I mean I have used mantras before Mm -hmm. I think for me it's more about thinking like how can I turn this negative thought into a positive thought so if I'm saying I can't do something I'll try to think in my mind how can I turn I can't do something into a positive statement can you give me an example yeah so like if I say I can't cook something right for example I will then in my mind try to reframe that and be like I can cook this right if I have the right resources that I need are there any favorite kind of quotes or phrases that you live by? Not really. Not at the moment anyways. I think my overlying life mantra, I guess, mm-hmm. would just be that we can create any life we desire. It's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what are the most amazingly helpful resources that you've stumbled on so far? 
I think anything related to the law of attraction has been very helpful in getting me to a different place in my life. Specifically, and I'm sure other people talk about this a lot, but Denise Duffield Thomas's book called Lucky Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's been like huge in changing my money beliefs. I definitely have to go back and read her book because I've noticed that some of my money beliefs have maybe turned negative since starting my own business. But yeah, I definitely suggest her book if you have any reservations about money. And something I like to remind people too is that money and time are kind of simultaneous. Like you can kind of take anything you learn about the abundance mindset towards money and use it towards time. Because I think a lot of us feel like we don't have enough time just as we think we don't have enough money. Absolutely. I think those are the two biggest things for everybody, entrepreneurs or not. We absolutely. Enough, we haven't got enough time to do what we want and we haven't got enough money to do it with. Yeah, absolutely. And also The Secret. I like the documentary more than the book because I think it's very powerful. But that helped change a lot of my mindset. Okay. Who are your teachers, guides, and experts? Who do you look mm. to for inspiration? That's a great question. <laughs> I definitely look to Jay in Mentor Masterclass as an inspiration, especially now that she's a new mom and mm -hmm. still maintaining her business the way it was before. My boyfriend's actually a huge inspiration to me because he's like the time management king. <laughs> mm -hmm. He's taught me so much about how to manage my time properly. And it's fun because he comes in from like a masculine perspective. So he'll really hold me accountable for my actions and not allow me to make excuses for myself. So he's been really big in me starting this business. And he's been a huge, huge support person in my life as far as my business is concerned and other things, of course, but yeah, definitely definitely business-wise. That sounds like a really good match, because on the one hand, you've got Jay, so Janine Yoda, with the feminine, and then your boyfriend bringing the masculine side. Mm-hmm. So that sounds like you've got yourself covered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. So what's going on in your life? And I think I know the answer to this already, but what's going on in your life at the moment that you're most excited about? I'm definitely excited about my son, yes. obviously. <laughs> it's kind of like... I don't know, like on one hand, I'm super excited. And on the other hand, I'm really nervous. But at the same time, I know, I think I'm starting to have the right pieces in place to feel confident that everything will turn out the way I want it to. That's beautiful. Wonderful. So now that everyone's kind of had a chance to get to know you, and they, I'm sure just love you, how can they say hello and keep in touch with you? Oh, well, thank you. And sure, I actually just relaunched my website. So if they want to go to www.gabriellejbogan.com, so that's G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E-J-B-O-G-A-N.com. That's my new website, and you can find me over there and sign up for my newsletter and get all sorts of fun stuff. And then I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. So basically, you would just go to either facebook.com slash Gabrielle J. Bogan or instagram.com slash Gabrielle J. Bogan. Wonderful. Wonderful. Gabby, thank you so much for your time today. I really enjoyed talking with you. Oh, thank you so much, Amy. I really enjoyed this conversation and I'm really excited about it. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening, gorgeous. Love what you heard? Leave a review on iTunes because that helps people find the show. Then get your sweet self over to heartsoulandguts.com and join the convo. And by the way, thanks for being you because the world needs more dreamers who get stuff done. 